0: Yo, what's good? Is this thing recording? Yup, it's recording. What's good, everyone? Welcome to the first ever episode of Blast Life. I am your host, your one and only host, your only solo host. There will only be me on this podcast speaking, and I hope I don't bore you to death. Uh, My name is Jamar Youngblood. I am the founder of a... company called Blast Chat, which I will explain a little later, in a few minutes actually, because I only want to just do about 20 to 30 minute episodes, Um, that sounds like a lot, but hopefully I have a lot of knowledge to share with you guys, actually you all, I hate saying you guys because I'm sure there are women that are listening to this podcast, or that will listen to this podcast, and I don't want you to be offended, so you all. And yeah, the reason I start this podcast is because it's it's pretty interesting being a person of color or minority in, in the tech space. Whether you're working for a company or you are creating your own tech company, it's a pretty interesting experience, and I think that we should share these experiences more and more. Mainly to inspire the upcoming generation that um, to sort of follow our lead, you know I think I think it's rough, but it can get better, and it will get better because people like us are persistent and we 're going to get through whatever barriers there are in front of us because that 's what we do as a people, and that 's what we have done historically, so we 're going to continue to do that, but seriously um I just want to put myself out there more, you know, just to ho- hopefully I can inspire a group of urban uh, minorities and people of color to just be inspired to get into technology. I know, Because I know for me growing up, the only person in tech that I knew of was Steve Urkel. And that's pretty interesting. Right. And he was the only black person I knew coming up in tech. Steve Urkel. I don't even know his middle name. Steven Stefan Urkel, Stefan is not his middle name, but Steve Urkel, he was the only person, the only person I knew in tech. And even even then, it was not cool to like Steve Urkel. The show wasn't set up for you to like Steve Urkel. The show was set up for you to laugh and make fun of him. But I thought he was cool. I, I've always thought he was cool. I still think he was cool, but I wasn't going back to my friends and I wasn't saying how cool I think Steve Urkel was. So now maybe we can have a group of minority kids from the urban cities, which I grew up in one of them, New New Jersey, and Elizabeth, New Jersey. And maybe we can have one of those kids saying, you know what? I think Jamar Youngblood is cool. And Jamar Youngblood is a black person that I know in tech. And he's not geeky. And he's not nerdy and people don't make fun of him. And he is 6'2 and he does have muscles and he is cool and he is smart, which is different from Steve Urkel. You know? But anyway, that's why I'm creating this podcast. And I also want to share any knowledge that I have because I know over the past five years, podcasts have played a my podcasts have been really influential on me. I think about, that's my thinking noise, when I think I go like, okay, so I think 90% of what I know about startups, probably even higher, is from YouTube videos and podcasts. So, and that was pretty rough to deal with, because I'm not looking at any black people on these podcasts. You know, I'm looking at all just people that don't look like me, people that I can't really relate to. So if I can share some of that knowledge and share some of my failures with uh, people, actually everyone, not just people of color, but mainly people of color, because those are people that look like me. And hopefully those those would be the people that are most inspired by me. But let me just be honest right now. I am really nervous. I'm really nervous doing this sort of podcast. I'm not the podcast type of person. Um, I stutter a lot, and I just hope that you guys can bear with me. But I'm new to this. I'm not comfortable doing this. But just like everything else I do in my life, I start off not being comfortable. Then I turn into a master. That's just how I am. You know? I'm kidding. That's never been the case. But yeah, so I want to sort of start this podcast to sort of connect with people and let them know what it's like building a company and being a person of color while doing it. Um, I, I, I meet with so many people that want to sort of get into technology, that want to sort of build their own product, that want to become product managers, and they all reach out to me. And I, and I honestly, I'm doing the same thing in real life. Giving advice, giving feedback, sharing my stories. This podcast just scales that experience. I can reach a larger audience, hopefully, which this podcast will probably never take off. It would probably just be like something. It's probably like a growth hack that I'm honestly using for my company. But more than a growth hack, I think it is a a way for me to reach out, like I said, to the... um. The people of color in tech and the people of color that want to get in tech, you know, just to uh, inspire them to sort of keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, because that's what I'm doing. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, and I would never give up. So hopefully this will inspire you all to never give up, never give up. But I know I'm acting a little silly right now. That's mainly because I'm nervous, but I want this podcast to be entertaining. So I'm going to... Like, talk like this because I think I'm being funny. But even if I'm not being funny, I hope you guys will laugh at how corny I am. But either way, I really don't care. As long as you listen to the message, you can think I'm, you can laugh, you can be angry, you call me corny, whatever. If you listen to the message, because I know I drop gems, I drop gems. So if you just listen to the gems and they connect with you, that's all that matters to me. So, um, the, this podcast is this particular episode um, I want to talk about a question that gets that I get a lot and that's mainly um, number 1 how did I come up with the idea for blast chat and number 2 how how can I find an idea for like to start a company and at first when people used to ask me that question I used to I used to look at them so weird like you have, tr- I thought, I I thought that everyone had ideas. I really, I really thought everyone had ideas, but that's just not the case. Some people just cannot think of ideas, and for me, I've been like this since I was a a, a, a young kid. You know, I sort of train my body. I, I I really think it's because I'm really observant. I'm really observant, and I'm really empathetic. I know you're not supposed to brag about how empathetic you are. Like your actions should speak for it. But I'm being honest. I'm telling you why it's easy for me to sort of come up with ideas. You know, I just think about, I'm always thinking about what's around me. And I'm always thinking about how people feel about the things that are around me. So you couple that together and I think I'm fairly creative. So then Ideas just flow in and out of my head every day, every second of the day. But what's what was pretty what like was was cool is I have like a I have like a idea filtering system. It's like three stages, right? It's the first stages where I have an idea every second of the day, but most of those ideas do not make it to level two ninety nine percent of my ideas every day are like really, really dumb ideas. extremely dumb. And that's the first thing, and that's the first thing that you need to realize to sort of find in, finding um what idea you should be working on. You need to understand to be comfortable with having bad ideas. It's okay to have bad ideas. Bad ideas actually, bad ideas are wanted because that makes the good idea. That much more enjoyable So back to my filtering process 99% of my ideas Don't make it to level 2 And that decision is made A second after it is thought I I always have ideas And then a second later I'm talking to myself Like Jamar you're an idiot For having an idea Then bye bye That that idea is gone Then level 2 If it makes it to level 2 I think about it maybe 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 more critically. And I start like just challenging myself. I start debating with myself like, Oh, what about that? What about that? What about that? Maybe that takes 10 minutes. Maybe that takes five minutes, maybe, but I know it takes more than a second. So the second, so when I did reach the second stage, it can either go from, let's say five seconds to 10 minutes or a day. I I don't know. So Then once I'm able to critically just have that conversation with myself, then I know that that idea is either good or it can be good or requires more research or is bad. So then that's that that's level two. Level three. Level three is when I do research on an idea. I go to the computer. I talk to friends. I just do research on ideas, see if if the idea exists, see if it's easy to do and so forth. And, you know, just, just, just all that sort of detailed, um, that detailed research and getting feedback from people and all that other stuff. So that probably can take, I don't know, a week or so. Then if you pass, then if the idea passed level three, then I know it's time to go with the idea. This is, I know it's something there I know it's time to put action by an idea But It takes a long time Like I said You need to be patient you need to be, you need to be persistent Not every idea is going to be a good idea But all ideas matter Do you get that? Not every idea is going to be a good idea But all ideas matter But the filtering process is really, really important Also, being empathetic is really, really important. Also, being observant to everything around you is really, 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 really important. And one thing that I didn't sort of say is you need to have confidence that you can actually go out and execute the idea. And lastly, this is really important. Stop this little, stop this little, like... There's a little virus going around, especially with like people I know. Especially people of color, to be honest. And maybe even like maybe white people go through this too. I think, matter of fact, everyone, not just people of color. Maybe I said people of color because that's just my direct network. But there's this little bug going around where everyone thinks that someone was still their idea. Hey, listen, come here. Turn, listen, uh, turn the headphones up or turn the speakers up, turn this. I'll turn it up right now. You listening? No one wants your idea. No one wants to steal your idea. I'm telling you, no one. Absolutely no one. There's something, there's like an emotional emotional attachment to coming up with your own idea. Especially when you put in the effort and, and you go through that filtering process to figure out if it's a good idea or not. You put in all that work to figure it out. That's when you get um, like you know you get motion, you get emotionally attached to the idea. Someone that's around stealing ideas, they, they do not have that emotional attachment. I had a friend that actually messaged me yesterday and and said, she was wondering if she should start a Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter campaign, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like why not go for it?" But then she said, "Oh, I'm just scared that someone will steal my idea. What?" If anything you want to share your idea with as many people as possible which I will explain when I explain how Blastchat how I came up with the idea as possible how I how I came up with the idea for Blastchat you need to share your idea with as many as people as as many people as possible sorry for stuttering but I'm just really excited and nervous right now but you need it's like seriously. You need to really share your idea and talk to anyone that will listen, because they have a different perspective on your idea that you may never that that you would ne- have never had. And that's just, and, and and that's just facts. Ask ask any sort of startup founder, any business founder that you know. You need that feedback. You need those different eyes on your idea to maybe help you enhance the idea or help you. Um, you just have a different perspective on your idea just to make it better. No one wants to steal your idea. You know, honestly, all right, so think about this. Think about a basketball coach, and he draws up the best plays ever. Like, his playbook is amazing. But if his team does not execute those uh, those plays, they do not win games. Therefore, that coach is not good. The key word there is execution Execution is key You have to have You have to be confident And say you know what Even if someone steals my idea I am confident enough That I can execute this And I have the passion I'm going to remain persi- More persistent than anyone else That's building the same idea If you are worried, If you are worrying That someone is going to steal your idea Um I don't know. Maybe, like, there's something in you that just, like, that's just lacking confidence. But that may not be true. But that may... Honestly, okay, so I'm going to... Yeah, that may... Honestly, that may not be true. So I, I just said something that I didn't really believe in. Because... Okay, so did you see what happened? I had an idea, and I said it. But then that idea went to stage two. And then I started to challenge myself, and I said, no, you know what? That was wrong. So... If you fear that someone is going to steal your idea that maybe that's not a confidence issue because maybe you need to have a good amount of paranoia that would sort of motivate you to sort of keep going and motivate you i don't know i I, I don't know that that's for another discussion but I don't know maybe I can I just need to spend time myself and just think that through but no one especially I, at this stage, no one's gonna steal your idea. If you are Facebook and you're Apple, and like maybe that's why Apple are, is so secretive with their ideas, because they don't want people to know. Because they don't want people in the same market as them or they don't want people to know what they're doing. So in that case, and like this is why I started to disagree with myself, in that case, not sharing an idea is good. But at this stage, when you're really early, sharing an idea is like vital. You need to do that. No one is gonna steal, steal an idea that doesn't exist because no one wants to put the work in. But you do, you want to put the work in. So go share the ideas. Okay. So how I started Blast Chat. Um, I was at Dartmouth in graduate school at Dartmouth College, and I wanted to play tennis one day. So I just sat and I said, okay, how can I contact all my friends to see who's available to play tennis? Here were my options. I could send individual text to 20 different people. I could put 20 different people in one group message. I can send an email blast to 20 different people, or I can go to Twitter and Facebook. So the problem with um, the first one, sending individual texts is that, that that just takes too long. The second one, putting 20 different people into a group message where they all may not know each other. That's annoying. Sending an email blast. My friends do not use email. Well, they use it, but for like serious things, like f- f- like if you forget your password or if you're like applying for a job or something like that. But other than that, we don't talk like that through email. And lastly was Twitter and Facebook. So I went to Twitter and Facebook and I tweeted and posted this. Hey, anyone around and anyone, anyone around Dartmouth and one to play tennis today, let me know. And you know what happened? This happened. Yeah, you hear that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one replied to me. No one. Like, do you understand how frustrating I was? No one replied. I thought Twitter and Facebook was just like, I thought like something was wrong with their platform. But that wasn't the case. The problem was no one saw my tweet. No one saw my post. I looked at the analytics, less than four percent of people actually saw my posts seriously, and on Facebook, it probably was worse so and I did some further research, and it's like okay I, I had like eleven I had like a thousand followers on Twitter, and maybe ten of those people were from Dartmouth. Maybe two hundred of those people are bots, and maybe another three hundred of those people just. Do not use Twitter at all, and maybe a hundred of them log on to Twitter let's say every let's say every week, and maybe 50 of them log on every day, and maybe 10 of them are actively on every second of the day. So less than four percent of my of um my Twitter followers and Facebook friends saw that post. So what happened was I wasn't able to play tennis that day. And I was really frustrated and angry because I wanted to play. So you know what I thought? I have a problem that I think I can solve. That's when the idea for Blast Chat was born. I needed a way where I can send one message to a group of friends, a group of targeted friends, and get individual responses a second later. Just like an email blast, but on mobile. But with the use of a push notification, so they know that that content was created a second ago. It's not like Twitter, not like Facebook, where I need to search through the noisy sort of feed, uh, the noisy feeds. No, this content will come directly to you. But then guess what? I got the idea out there. I built the first version and it was just friends to friends. But then you know what happened? Someone said, hey, what if you can get followers? And that way, brands and companies and celebrities or just people in general can push out real time content to their followers, not Twitter's idea of real time, Blast Chat's idea of real time via push notification. The second after that content is made available, boom, you have it right on your phone. That's what Blast Chat is. That's what Blast Chat is today. We focus on push notifications. All content is it's the most effective mass messaging service. So we 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 read your contacts, we import everyone in your context with that, that has blast chat. You can create groups like I have sports Bros, I have blast chat beta club, I have just funny, I have um smart, I have, have uh, political, have politics, I have all these groups. Well, I can blast out links and content or memes or anything to these groups of people. They they receive a message. Jamar sent you this. And when they reply, they reply to me and me only. I can send one message to 200 people. Hey, party at my house this weekend. It goes out to 200 people. 200 push notifications. I get 200 different re- individual responses. And what's cool about Blast Chat Private for now is, one. okay, so I can send one message to like 20 people. So let's just say like I wanted to play tennis again. I can send one message to 20 people. They get the message via push notification and... When they respond to me, that response is going into my iMessage. So it's one-to-many on Blast Chat, but then it's one-to-one on iMessage. You get that? That's what's pretty cool. But then Blast Chat public is when I get followers. So right now, Kyrie Irving from the Cavs, he has about 400 Blast Chat followers. And when he sends a blast, he can send content, he can send links, he can send videos, he can send pictures. 400 people phone would light up with a message from Kyrie Irving. And this is different than any other platforms. And I know what you're thinking, right? You're thinking, yeah, but um, it's going to be a really annoying if I'm just receiving all these push notifications. But no, you are receiving push notifications from people that matter the most to you, which are your friends that's in your contact list and people that you choose to follow. And the followers are anonymous. So yes, people don't know that who's following them. But guess what? You can unfollow anyone at any given time if they become annoying and they would never know. Unlike Twitter, unlike Facebook, unlike Instagram. Where if you unfollow someone, that basically means you're not real friends with them and then they would just be like, oh, this person unfollowed me, I don't like them anymore, oh my God, whatever. That doesn't happen on blast chat because they will have no idea. Unless you're hanging around with them and then you send them a blast and your phone doesn't light up with a push notification But maybe if that happens, just blame us. Just say, oh, Blast Chat push notifications aren't working today. So that's what Blast Chat is is today. In five years, imagine when you want a job. You would go to Blast Chat and say, hey, Blast Chat. You would talk to our little artificial intelligence lady. you will say, hey, Blast Chat, I'm looking for a job. She would say, oh, Sandra, really? what kind of job? Um, you'll say, um, a marketing job. And then she'll say, oh, where? You'll say, oh, Manhattan. She said, okay, how much do you want to make? You'll say 70 grand. And she said, okay, all done. And whenever there's a job available, you will receive a push notification. The same thing for cars, the same thing for apartments, the same thing with any, for anything. You shouldn't have to search for the information that you care about the most. That information should be sent to you a second after it is available. Think about all the bots. Oh, my God. Think about the bots that that can be made for this. You know, like you want this product. You You will receive a blast when that product is made. Imagine you walking around New York City and... I don't know. You pass a store and you get a push notification about that store, just because you walk past the store. Imagine if you are an artist and you are on tour and you want to blast only the people that that are in Tennessee. You will be able to do that. You will be able to select a region and you have a blast. Send out one blast to those people in that particular area. That is what's gonna. That that's what blast chat is gonna be. In five years. You're going to have a feed of just the information that you care about the most. It's not going to be like Twitter. It's not going to be like Facebook. It's not going to be like Instagram. Where like That's just useless information that you just follow people just for the sake of following people. This is a direct inbox of people that you care about the most. No more newsletters. No more breaking news on Twitter. No, you're going to break news on Blast Chat. If you're a journalist and you have a news story, you're going to break news on Blast Chat because when you send it out, millions of people would know. About it via push notification. This would change news. This is honestly, this is breaking this will be breaking news. Blast chat will be breaking news. You will break news on Blast Chat one day. I promise you. News will be broken on Blast Chat. And when it does, imagine at a dinner table. Imagine you're at a dinner table and it's like and Barack Obama is like, Yeah, we just got Osama bin Laden. What? Oh my god, that's crazy. I get chills just thinking about that. But anyway, this is where we are now, and we have to t- take the necessary steps to get there. And right, okay, so right now we're testing a product on college campuses, which will ruin those little dumb flyers that you see all around the college campus. So, you know, on a college campus, um, you have to create, you have to design a flyer. You have to go get it approved. And then you have to print 100 of them and then print them all over campus. On Blast Chat right now, this is, this is live. There's about 12 colleges on there. You can, follow a, uh, you can follow a campus, and let's say you're trying to sell a bike or you're trying to sell books. Take a picture of the books. Send a blast out. Hey, everyone, I'm selling this bike for $40. Anyone want it, contact me. They will receive the push notifications for a bike. If they want the bike, the bike they will reply to you and only you. That bike is sold. So Let's say 300 people follow Dartmouth College, and I, I'm blasting this bike. 300 people would get push notifications about this bike. That means that they know the bike is available right now. And if they're looking for a bike, they can contact me and only me. Your mind blown, right? Yes, that doesn't exist right now. And we're building it. So do you see the many use cases for Blast Chat? So that's where I came up with the idea for Blast Chat. And that's how I came up with all the many ideas of what Blast Chat would be in the future. And imagine if we, like, just chill and relax and we we wait till all the other products are mature and we implement them. So, for instance, live streaming. We focus on push notifications anyway. Why can't we compete with Periscope and do live streaming or compete with Facebook Live? The possibilities are endless, my people. So that's where I came up with the idea. And then I'm having trouble funding that idea. I'm having trouble getting investments. I'm trying to raise 200,000 to 500,000 right now. I'm trying, but that's not happening. So you know what I did? I created the Blast Chat co-op. And that is I'm giving I'm giving people, mainly users, um a percentage of my equity in this in uh, this is all on like a loyalty program. I'm giving them a percentage of my equity and they come to Blast Chat, they create their own positions, and they are Blast Chat workers. And I'm running them and I'm running this whole program through through, through Slack. So I have a workforce of about seven people, two developers, four, three, th- three salesmen, and just some, and then a couple market people. They come to Blast Chat, they create their own, they create their own roles. They get experience on their resume for working at Blast Chat. They have equity in Blast Chat. I cannot raise funding? Oh, that's not going to stop me. That was another idea, the Blast Chat co-op. So you see? It's ideas. You need to try these ideas and try and try and try and fail and see which one sticks. But it's it now reached 30 minutes, and I promised that I would just keep this at 30 minutes. So that's it for episode one. That's it. Ideas. And I'm for the next episode. So honestly, okay, so so here's how this is gonna work. If you have a question for me, I'm gonna answer your questions just in just um on this podcast, but send them to my email address, or you can send them to me. On Twitter, if you are really confident in yourself and you don't want to be like, oh, that's too public, you whatever. You can send them to me on Twitter for me to answer during the podcast. Or you can send them to me at my email, jamaryoungblood at AOL.com. Yes, my last name is young, actually Youngblood. No, I did not create it. No, this is not my rap name. Uh, what else do I get? No, I'm not in a gang. My last name is actually Youngblood. It is... A Native American name, I believe, from the Cherokee tribe. Don't ask me how I got it because I don't know that far. I, I, I didn't do any history lessons on my last name, but that's my last name. So it's Jamar, J-H-A-M-A-R, which means basket maker in some Indian language. Not like, not, in, not in, I'm not calling Indian. I'm not calling Native Americans Indian. I'm saying an actual Indian language with Indian people from India. Jamar means basket maker. So email is Jamar, J-H-A-M-A-R, last name Youngblood, Y-O-U-N-G-P-L-O-O-D, at gmail.com. So send me the questions. I'm going to answer them And the second part of the podcast. The first part, I'm going to share updates on Blast Chat. Um, Yeah, this is really fun. And I think I'm really getting good at this as the episode went on. I started off shaky, but I think I ended it well, right? Yeah, me too. I think I ended it well. I, and okay, I have to say something. So, th- okay, so this is the last thing I would to say. This is pretty embarrassing, actually. This is embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it. So, do you know how I prepared for like this podcast? A one man podcast, a solo podcast? I watched a full episode of Rush Limbaugh i call him rush Limbaugh. rush limbo whatever it is i don't know his name i watched a full episode of him and i like how he like he was talking some i don't know I, i'm not getting to politics because I'm, I'm not getting to that but um yeah like he i don't know like he did it well um i like the way he grabs the attention and he switched the voice i don't know i, I think that was pretty cool but yeah this episode is over I'll see you guys soon. No, not you guys. I'll see you all soon. And I hope that I inspired you all to go out and talk to people about your ideas and share them. Okay? I'm out of here. Bleazy out. That was lame. <sighs>